Hi everyone, I'm Luis from LuisReviewer.com. I want to welcome you uh, to a new episode of the podcast, World of Entertainment. Um, like every episode, basically, I talk a little bit about the films that I've seen or albums and all that. I'll just give you my thoughts on it. Um, and today, I'm, it's a little bit, uh, I have a few things that I want to talk about in terms of reviews. Um, in terms of news, the, the one... <clears throat> that I really want to give is that I don't, I don't know, I haven't read if it's going to premiere Wednesday or Fridays. I think Marvel's uh, is going to be premiering on Wednesday on Disney Plus. But this week we get What If, the show What If, and it's an animated uh, show uh, which is going to start airing on Disney Plus. And uh, I'm excited about that. Um, I, do, I don't know if, if any of you that's listening to me actually read comics or. At some point, because I don't know if the title is still exists, but when I was growing up in the 80s, 90s, um, which I think was more of the 90s, the period where I started reading comics, there was this book called What If. And basically, What If, uh, what happened was it just took famous stories uh, from the characters and and, uh, and and added a spin for it. I remember one that was called uh, What If Spider-Man Never Lost His Eight Arms? And it just basically took that storyline where Spider-Man grew two extra arms, I believe it was, trying to get rid of his powers. And it basically uh, spins it as to what if he never was able to take those arms away. That uh, he had to live with them for the rest of, the, of his life. And basically gives alternate uh, endings or alternate versions to the stories. So I can't wait to see what they do with this show. Um, I believe they're going to tackle some of the MCU films, I believe. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. I don't know yet if the voices will be done by the actual actors uh, who played them in the movies. That much I don't know. I know that there will be an episode with Black Panther. Uh, there's one with uh, Peggy being Captain, being some sort of Captain America. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting show. Uh, the animation looks cool, looks good, so I can't wait to see it. Um, uh, I'm, it's going to premiere... Uh, like I said, this week, I think I have to check. Uh, it's going to be either Wednesday or Friday, because those are the days. But I believe Marvel, uh, since Loki, they said that Wednesday would be the release date uh, for all things Marvel. So I believe it's going to be that. Um, in other news, uh, Cobra Kai Season 4 is going to come in December. Um, I think Cobra Kai, to me, is one of those shows that, that kind of hit me hard. Because I had no expectations when when the show finally uh, got to Netflix, um, I just saw it, you know, for the sake of seeing it, and it was such a perfect show. Um, it has not remained uh, perfect in all of the seasons, but it, but the quality of it has always remained. And season four was good, and this is the season I think we we've been waiting for, uh, because this is the season where uh, Daniel and and William might work together, so I can't wait to see how they spin that. Um, so it's gonna be good. It's gonna be uh, gonna be available on December. That's another news um, that I that I, uh, that I got it found interesting. Um, and I just read in, in some other news, uh, the Rolling Stones are gonna tour again, but without Charlie Watts. Uh, I mean, these guys are 80 years old and they're still doing it. That's I respect that. I, I respect that. I'm not a big fan of the Stones, I admit. 
Um, I do like them, but I've never, I never see them uh, as people often name them as equal to the Beatles. I mean, that's just my opinion. Uh, but but they've been doing it for so long, and that's you have to give them credit for that. But apparently, Charlie Watts is having his recovery from surgery, and he won't be able to join the band on tour as they shoot the. Um, uh, they they apparently re, re, uh, doing some tours, some shows uh, that they had to cancel due to COVID. I imagine. Um, so those I think those are the news that I kind of wanted to share uh, for this episode, for this uh, for this podcast episode. Um, let's go straight to the reviews and um, the the films that I've seen uh, this week. Um, basically. Uh, I'm going to start uh, with the first one that I've seen, which is uh, Last Mercenary. Now, this is a French film uh, that is available on Netflix and is directed by David Charhon and stars uh, none other than Jean-Claude Van Damme. Now, I've uh, before I saw it, I heard good things about the film. I mean, it just felt like, I, like you had a good... Uh, following people were watching it and and it had like a, I'm not saying reviews because I didn't read anything but the word of mouth let's just say that I don't know I thought that I would get a, a good film from 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 Van Damme um so I mean I grew up with John Claude Van Damme uh, I used to love his films I mean Lionheart, Bloodsport, uh, Double Impact, uh, Hard to Kill, Nowhere to Run I mean all of these are good films well, at least entertaining, and what, and, and you know, when it, when it came to the 80s action films, you were not looking for uh, deep storylines or whatever, you, you were looking for a good enough story, good action, and maybe probably a few laughs. Uh, so, this story basically is about John Van Damme was a big secret agent uh, who made a deal in one of his missions um, that he would disappear, but they had to protect his son, that they would have to uh, give him money for the rest of his life and give him immunity. Uh, so they gave him that, the child grew, someone stole his identity and was using it to, to, to do crimes. I, I think it was drugs or something. Um, and there was this, per, this people, who, this guy who worked for the government and he saw that something weird and he pressed the button and the immunity for the son uh, was taken down. So the actual son of, of, of Van Damme's character now was in danger because he had a lot of people who would go after him. Uh, now that they could. So Van Damme has to appear again in the scene, go back and save his son. That's basically uh, the main storyline uh, of the film. So, uh, <clears throat> I mean, at the beginning, uh, at the first few moments of the film, I thought they were good. I thought they were they had good action in it. Uh, but as the film progressed, man, I have to say it was bad. Uh, I hated the, the characters. I hated the comedy. Uh, I mean, it was hard to tolerate this film. It felt too silly. Um, the action was good. Uh, Van Damme still impressed uh, with his with his with his action and all that. Uh, but the film was bad. And I tried. I mean, I was seeing it in English, but it was translated. So I tried to see it in French, which was the original uh, language. But still, I mean, the characters were so silly. Um, the the character who played Van Damme's son 
I was almost intolerable for me. Uh, <clears throat> I just couldn't handle it. Um, I just I felt like the, the film tried maybe too hard to be funny, and it didn't work. Maybe it was treated a little bit more serious. Um, I think it would have worked better, maybe. But this film was bad. I mean, really, I, I can't recommend this film to anyone. I mean, there, um, for the most part, what I try to do is just give my opinion, and I always encourage people to see the film. Because I believe that the, the people, the films are made for different people, and what I don't like, someone else might like. So I can't say any film is bad, per se. Uh, but this one, I can really bet that it's really bad. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's my opinion anyway. Uh, like I said, some maybe somebody already seen it and loves it. I don't know. No, not my opinion. Uh, I think it was a very bad film, and um, and I mean it's a long film also, so it's a long torture for me. It was a long torture torture for me to finish this film, honestly. Uh, so the highlight of this week, uh, so to speak, uh, is uh, I have to say, Suicide Squad. I was waiting for that one, although I did not see uh, the first film. Um, I was looking forward to this one because the, the when I saw the previews, it did look better. It did look uh, like a better film, and um, so so I was excited to see it. Uh, of course, this one is directed by James Gunn, and you felt, I mean, the film felt kind of like a version of, uh, of Guardians of the Galaxy in some ways, in the music, in the style. Uh, but that was good. It worked. It worked. You know, and the film stars Mar Margot Robbie. Idris Elba, John Cena, Pete Davidson, Sylvester Stallone, and Viola Davis. Of course, Sylvester Stallone is the voice of King Shark. Um, so the the film basically, you know, Suicide Squad. Uh, the, the concept is that the movie takes what what are the DC's villains, and they take them out of jail to to perform specific missions, you know, and uh, that uh, prove dangerous. And I guess the government uh, doesn't mind risking their lives in such in such a way. So they have to destroy this Nazi era prison, and uh, they go along. They find all sort of difficulties and complication and other secrets. I don't want to give anything away. Uh, so, but the film, I loved it. The action was really crazy. Um, it had a good tone. I mean, it was funny, but it didn't go over the over over the top in the comedy. Um, the characters were good. The only limitation in, that I saw was that. In the previews, we got this big team and big actors, and some of them uh, didn't have that much time to shine on screen. Uh, but that always happens when when you have a film uh, with a lot of characters in it. So, uh, but that doesn't. But the film works. The film works. I think the action was good. The characters were good. Um, so it wasn't really one crazy ride. The violence is really amazing. I mean, not amazing, but it really, I mean, it was really crude. I mean, it, the violence in the film was, uh, I think I haven't seen a, a comic, a superhero violent uh, film as violent as this one, but I haven't seen Deadpool. Uh, so maybe, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, uh, so I, I really love the film. It's available on HBO Max. Um, the performances were good. Of course, Margot Robbie, um, I think she, she's a very good uh, Harley Quinn. Uh, finally, I believe she has a good script and a good film for that character because her standalone film wasn't very good. Um, I love King Shark. 
I mean, I know he was kind of CGI, uh, and the voice was done by Sylvester Stallone. I loved him. I mean, I just loved the character. Um, he was funny. He was he was good in terms of the action. Uh, I really liked his scenes. I, I I wish he had more. By the end of the uh, of the movie, I wish he had more. Um, but anyway, uh, that was, it was a good movie. I think it's uh, very entertaining. Uh, it's uh, yeah, uh, I have to be fair, I haven't seen the first one. I've seen scenes, and it never caught my interest, but I think this one is better. Um, and I believe it's a good, it's an entertaining film. Um, and that's, um, <clears throat> and those are the two films that I've seen. I think now uh, what I'm going to get into, it's a little bit more of, of TV. I saw, I want to talk about uh, this documentary called Val. And again, uh, it's, a, it's a documentary directed by Leo Scott and Tim Poe, and it's about the life of actor uh, Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer, uh, I believe, is a great actor. I, I think he doesn't get maybe the recognition he deserves, uh, but he has done some great films. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't Top Gun. I don't um, he played uh, kind of like the villain to. Tom Cruise in Top Gun. Um, he, has, he, of course, was Jim Morrison on The Doors, and he gave a great performance. I mean, he was really, he was spot on Jim on, on his performance. I remember a film of, him, of his called Thunderheart. Uh, he was, uh, he starred in Heat alongside Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. Um, the Saint, um, so he has, he, he has a lot of films, and, and I'm sure that, uh, even he said that he's no masterpiece, but I love Top Secret, which is, I think it's the first film. Uh, it was a comedy film uh, from the minds of the guys who gave airplane and, and Naked Gun. So I, I have to say, so this documentary is one that I wanted to see um, because, um, of course, in the later years, there were a lot of uh, rumors and all that, and it, didn't, and it ended up being that he was battling uh, throat cancer. And we see that in the documentary because, you know, he's affected. He can only speak uh, through, through kind of something that he has in his throat. And it's a very moving documentary because I believe it doesn't focus on the Hollywood valve. It focuses on the human being. And there are moments where you just not feel sorry for him because he never gives uh, that uh, feeling that he wants you to feel sorry for him. But as a human being, you feel what he's going through. In terms of, there's a scene that really broke my heart in terms of the, he, I mean, he could no longer do his work. He was only, he was earning a living through his past by signing things and all that, which uh, through what he said is something that he really didn't want to do. Um, and he meant no disrespect to those actors who do. I mean, he says it in the documentary. But the documentary, what stands out, is narrated by his son, who happens to have the same voice that his father had. And it's, Basically, a lot of footage. I mean, uh, you can say that um, Val Kilmer shot the documentary because it's basically a lot of home movies that he has. And through those home movies, we learn about his upbringing, his family. Uh, we learn about um, um, the movies that he was and the and his and his journey as an actor. Uh, so it's an interesting documentary. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I think fans of Bob, of Bob Kilmer 
uh, and non-fans would enjoy seeing this documentary and learning and seeing this man as he uh, goes through life and and his family and all that. I think I, I loved it. It was a good documentary, a very interesting, moving, and uh, and it was very, very, very well done. I, I have to admit, um, it was really, really good. Uh, so the last thing that I'm going to be talking about, another last thing. Uh, uh, this um, I want to talk a little bit about. I mean, look for the information. Uh, season one uh, of the series, uh, physical that is on Apple TV. Um, it's um, it's a TV series about the stars Rose Byrne, Rory Chevelle, Jeffrey Aaron, uh, Paul Sparks, Lou Taylor, uh, Pucci, um, Ian Gomez, and Ashley uh, Liao. And this uh, comedy drama created by Annie Wiseman. <clears throat> so the <clears throat> I had I wanted to see the the, the, the show uh, because I like Rose Byrne as an actress. I I didn't know what the what the show was going to be about. Um, so it's but it it disappointed me in ways, and I mean I ended up finishing the, the series because it was interesting. But it was not what I expected. I mean, it's a dark comedy about this woman who is married, and and she I think is bulimic, and she uh, basically does a lot of uh, questionable acts because she wants to um, work as an aerobics instructor. She wants to make videos, and she does a lot of things uh, on her way. Uh, I mean, you understand her frustration. You understand where she's coming to. But my frustration with the show is that, um, I don't know, if it was a comedy, I didn't laugh as much. If it was a satire or something, I don't think it it worked. It's not a bad series by all means. I mean, I liked it. Or at least I, I, I was interested enough to see what happens. Uh, but I cannot say that it was such an amazing show that I couldn't wait for a, a new episode. Um, but anyway, season one is available on on Apple TV now. Um, and uh, next month uh, will be the second season of the morning show, which uh, which I did, I did like. Um, so those, basically, those are the reviews. And um, for this for the section that I always <clears throat> end up uh, my my podcast, uh, I'm gonna give spotlight uh, to an album that was released on Friday. Uh, it was a reissue. On the 50th anniversary, of course, it was delayed. It's now 51 years, uh, but it's celebrating the 50th anniversary of George Harrison's "All Things Must Pass." Um, the reissue, uh, I have to say, sounds amazing. I think I think the album uh, is one is one of Rock's history's best albums. George really was on the top of his game for this record, and the album, the reissue, I mean, it was great. Uh, of course, you get the original album uh, remixed, and the, and it sounds great. I mean, the, the when you listen to it, I mean, it sounded really good. Uh, but what I loved most about it was the the other things that were that were included. Uh, you get another CD where basically uh, you got the the day one when he's rehearsing uh, with the band. You get the day two, which is the day 
he played all the songs acoustically to Phil Spector. Uh, and the the songs that he did not release, um, like Dara Dardoon, uh, Going Down to Golders Green, um, there was another one, Everybody, Nobody, Window, Window, Beautiful Girl, which was a song they released uh, later on. I mean, they were good songs. I thought that, the, well, that we were going to get, like, uh, these little uh, silly compositions that, I mean, it's good to hear as a fan. But this guy had complete songs that he did not include, and we're getting them on this on this release. Um, I have yet to receive the physical version of the deluxe that I bought, so when I receive that, I'm going to make a video review of the album. But I wanted to um, kind of give give a spotlight on the on this podcast uh, because it is a good release. If you're a fan of music, you should give it a shot. And if a fan, if you're a fan of the Beatles, then um, I'm pretty sure you already have it. Uh, so anyway, that would be the show uh, for today or tonight uh, when you listen to, listen to it. Sorry. Um, and I hope to um, talk about more movies and uh, music next week. Uh, so take care.